Well, as I say, we're starting our series on um, Acts, and um, it, 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 it's really, it's a very, I'm, I'm thrilled about this. I'm excited about this next little while, preaching through the book of Acts. Um, it's, it's just so, it's so inspiring seeing these, the, the, uh, these first Jesus followers bursting out on the world. Martin Lloyd-Jones says of the book of Acts, the early chapters of Acts present us with authentic Christianity. So if you want to know what authentic Christianity is, well, it's what you're seeing this morning. It's what you're hearing about this morning. This is what it means. Being followers of Jesus, it, 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 might, it might not take you to another nation, but it, but it probably will take you across the road or to, to, to neighbours and friends around you. And we're calling our series um, Neighbours to Nations because that's, that, that's, our, that's the calling on our lives. As, as Jesus followers, that we're to be reaching out to those around us. And I've called what I'm saying this morning, Church Alive. Church Alive. And as I hope you're already seeing, it is very much alive with, with what you've been hearing this morning. People are going to different places. And, and so we're going to be seeing authentic Christianity. And if you've got a Bible, I'm going to read from Acts chapter 1. A few verses from Acts chapter 1. And I pray... Holy Spirit, would you make these words live, glow in our hearts and minds. Your wonderful truth, inspire us. I pray, Holy Spirit, through these words, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Luke writing. It's been acknowledged from the earliest days of the church that Luke wrote this. It's part two. Part one was his gospel, and now he's writing this. In my former book, Theophilus, we'll call him Theo from now on, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and he gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and he spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Don't leave Jerusalem but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. John baptised you with water, John the Baptist, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered round him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and then in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing looking up into the sky? This same Jesus who's been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you've seen him go to heaven. And then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. And when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, Judas, the son of James, and they all joined together constantly in prayer. What a wonderful, wonderful story. Now, we've got a tradition in our household. Um, 
Every December, just before Christmas, I, I put together a, a calendar. It's like a snapshot of authentic hope family life. Okay, it's all in here. You know, each month of last year goes into the calendar. So when we look at it again going through the year, oh, yes, oh, yes. I've been doing this for, for years, I know, 12 years. So I've got a whole pile of these. And I can, and we look, we, sometimes we, we, we go through here. I mean, there's all sorts. There's Angie eating chocolate. That's, that's kind of family life. Um, and uh, there's, there's Luke with a the dinosaur. There's all kinds of things in here. Um, the, the grandchildren are all over the place. Um, there's a, oh, there's, there's, we're sitting around table eating meals, uh, eating cake together. There's um, different adventures we've been on. Not that many this year, uh, although we did actually go and we stayed in a hobbit hole for a week, didn't we? we, 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 we honestly, we, there's a picture of that somewhere here. We, we went and stayed in a hobbit hole. Um, for you. Well, there it is. There's a big round front door. Angie going in. The only thing about hobby holes, didn't think about this at the time, they don't have many windows. And uh, it was built in the sort of side of a hill. <laughs> so we're sitting there, a bit dark in here. Oh, we're in a hobby hole. But it was fun. Sorry. Um, so, oh, there's more cake. Oh, that's Katie's cake. Oh, sorry. It's it, snapshots of authentic hope family life. It's fun. It reminds us of our family life. And the book of Acts is just like that. It's snapshots of family life. There's adventure, there's joy, there's laughter, there's sadness, there's difficulties, there's challenges. It's the story. It's, instead of one year, it's 30 years from the, the day that Jesus was taken up into heaven until the day that uh, uh, Paul ends up in prison at the end of his life and it's time for the next generation to step up. So it's the first generation. It's, it's snapshots of first generation church. And it's absolutely riveting and, and beautiful. And uh, we're gonna, I, I, I hope it's going to really inspire you. We're going to see some wonderful things here. We're going to see a bunch of ordinary people, some nervous nobodies who didn't dare even go outside their front door. We're going to see them radically changed by their faith in the risen Lord Jesus and by the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit coming on them and stirring them and sending them out to do some amazing, unusual things for the glory of God. Ordinary people like you and me. We're going to see miraculous healings, beautiful healings taking place through these ordinary people. We're going to see people bursting out. We're going to see people opening their homes to one another. We're going to see wonderful times of prayer together. There's going to be, it's all in, the, in this book of Acts. In short, let me just give you five things we're going to see. We're going to see the power of the Holy Spirit empowering ordinary people. Do you want some of that? Oh, I do, don't you? The power of the Holy Spirit coming on. Marcus is going to be preaching next week on the, the, chapter 2, which is where it all happens, okay? And um, so we're going to see the power of the Holy Spirit. Do it again, Lord, yes? Secondly, we're going to see the place of prayer. We're going to see some extraordinary prayer meetings. We had a really good prayer meeting Friday evening. It was great. 
Got a number of you. How many of you there? Give us a, give us a wave. You were, saw you on screen. So good. It was a really, really good time. They're so key for us. I want to say to you, please, if you uh, make it first Friday, do please try and uh, uh, get in with us. Join us. Let's have some amazing prayer. The Holy Spirit's not limited by Zoom, okay? Um, it really, 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 it was a great time this last Friday. Make a point of joining us next time. Um, by the way, there's another prayer meeting on a Friday morning. Some of us could go to, um, if, if you'd like to join us on a Friday morning, we've been going on for years, this prayer meeting. If, if you would like to join us in that one as well, come, come and speak to, who am I going to pick up? Pick on now. Chris Bottomley at the back there. All right, he's always there. Ask him for the, he'll get you the link. Join us to pray on a Friday morning. We've got our week of prayer coming up very soon. Please be joining in. So we're going to see the place of prayer. Did you notice I finished there, the last verse I read there. They went back to Jerusalem and they all got together and they started praying. They started praying. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Another thing we're going to see, we're going to see the, I know it's all peas, it's a bit forced maybe, but we've got the power of the Holy Spirit, the place of prayer, the pleasantness of fellowship, the fun of family. Oh, it's beautiful. Opening their homes to one another. This is what it means to be part of the family of God. I know the COVID thing messes that all up, but we're not going to lose these values, are we? We're not. Someone mentioned food earlier on. I forget who it was. Um, the food at King's, of course. It's part of who we are, our DNA, having meals together, the beauty of fellowship. Be careful through this COVID time. I, I know, we, you know we, we are a bit limited, but... Be careful you don't lose sight of what fellowship really, really is. We've got to fight for this. Yes, we will be careful, but we're not going to be fearful. We're not going to shut down our lives and stay home. We're going to be the family of God, enjoying life, doing life together, okay? So we're going to see the, 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 uh, the, the pleasantness of fellowship. We're going to see the priority of mission, <laughs> they just they're going sometimes they go because of persecution it's not sort of a, a it's not a fun trip but they're, but they're going for all sorts of reasons going here and there sharing jesus they, the, the the priority of mission and that something that's why this morning's been so special the, the, those first quarter of an hour the first quarter of an hour of my of my preaching was was stories people going and over the years we've done a lot of that and uh, we want to see more and more of that happening in the years ahead. And then the last thing, and this is really key, we're going to see. We're going to see the, the person of the risen Lord Jesus present and active through his people. We are, because that's the key. Jesus is alive. Okay? One commentator, Bruce Milne, says this about the book of Acts. Acts is, nothing, is a story of nothing less than God's invasion of human history in the birth and subsequent spread of the Christian church. The story of what God did through a group of highly unlikely and for the main part, quite ordinary people in the first century of our era. It's also, as we dare to believe it, the story of what our unchanging God can do again. In this 21st century, and in the 22nd century, and the 23rd, or however long it takes 
until Jesus Christ returns in glory. Is that good? Are you up for some of that? Anyone here want boring church that's the same every week? That No, this is, this is what we're called to, this adventure together. Beautiful. It's, an, it's also, a, it, 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 I hope it's going to lead to us beginning to invite the Lord to speak to us about what that means for us as individuals. So just, I've just got a few more points to make here now. Oh, by the way, let's do some books. Oh, come on, let's do some books. Now, there's one book that, um, that life group leaders, we're going to give to all the life group leaders, Phil Moore's book on the book of Acts, so that will be going to life group leaders. Um, this one here, Andrea, this is your book. You went and asked Angie for it last week. When it came through the post, I wanted to pinch it. Angie would not let me have it. it I mean, look, Unleashed, a title like that, blow. Listen to this. The early church spread with remarkable speed, impelled by joy, urgency, profound compassion, and the day-to-day experience of the working in the power of the Holy Spirit. You want to read this book, don't you? You can't. Angie won't let you. It's, 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 it's Andrea's. Despite opposition at all levels, the first Christians expressed their love and wonder in acts of kindness and worship and in their eagerness to share the good news of the risen Jesus. Is that good? I mean, did you put us onto this, Steve? It was you, wasn't it? And... Uh, that, that book will be on the bookstall in a couple of weeks, okay? Um, Andrew, I think you can have this one free because you've, you've got us going with it. And, uh, but, um, and there's, there's one more that um, if those of you... I'm jumping ahead, really, to next week a little bit, but um, uh, if, when it comes to, the, the, to being filled with the Holy Spirit, just knowing the dynamic of the Holy Spirit in our lives, I can't think of a better book than this one, Joy Unspeakable by Martin Lloyd-Jones. It is stunning. Takes a bit of reading, but it's a brilliant book. How much? She said 10 pounds. It's gone down to 7.50 already. 7 pounds 50. (laughs) Folks, this is going to be, let the Holy Spirit grip your heart. Don't please, I I hope that as we go through this series on Sundays, that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and and impact, impact your life radically and lastingly, as he has many here already. So, as I just come towards a close, why did Luke write the book of Acts? What did Luke want Theo and you and me to know? Why did he write this book? Well, Christianity was was making ripples, well, actually more than ripples, waves. There, There were just... People were becoming Christians. Hundreds of them were just becoming Christians, and it was and and it was radically changing their lives. 
And uh, it, 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 at one point, when they're, they're up before the authorities, they're accused of turning the world upside down. They're just, they're just, it's just people all over the place were becoming Christians, Christ ones. So Theo, um, it's called Honourable Theo in, in Luke, he may have been a, a dignitary, a local dignitary, may have been a, a colleague of, of Luke. Luke was a doctor. So we don't know what Theo was, but he was intrigued. And so he's saying to his Christian friend, Luke... What is this all about? Tell me, what is this Christianity all about? And so he wrote part one, the gospel. And he tells us here, in my former book, Theo, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Do you see that word began? It doesn't just say all that Jesus did and taught. All that he began to do and teach. So the first thing that, that, that Luke wanted Theo and you and me to know is that Jesus is a wonderful saviour. That Jesus wonderfully changes lives. That He wanted him to know this, that Jesus is, is what he began to do, that he's a wonderful saviour. And you might, because Luke, Luke's a doctor, okay, so he cares about people. He cares about the, the challenges in their lives. And so he's really interested about, about this. You know, he, he loves the word saviour, by the way. Luke loves the word saviour because he cares about people who, who need to be, their lives. And he, he's, he's a doctor, he cares about them. And so you remember, you've just been hear, hearing this reading over Christmas, the shepherds, you know, the angels to the shepherds, Luke records, today in, in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He's a wonderful saviour. And, and Luke wanted Theo and you and me to know that Jesus is a wonderful saviour and that he cares about hurting people. He cares about hurting people. Right at the start of, of Jesus' ministry, Luke is the only, one who, only gospel that, uh, where, where, where um, Isaiah 61 is quoted. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Set me to proclaim freedom for prisoners, recovery of sight for blind, to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Luke's the only one who records those words at the beginning of, the, of Jesus' ministry. He cares. He, Luke wants you to know that Jesus cares about hurting people. He cares about people whose lives are broken, difficult, painful. He's a wonderful saviour. The other thing you find in, with Luke, he loves this word compassion. It comes up a lot, he, he, and he wants he, because he wants you. He wants you and I to know that Jesus was just full of compassion. He had great. I'm really challenged by this. He had great compassion on people, and the, the very first miracle we've got in Luke is the raising of the widow's son, and it's the, the dear widow. It's her only son. Do you remember? And he's and he's just died, and, and she's weeping. And Jesus comes along, and it, it says there in Luke seven, Jesus, his heart went out to her. He was filled with compassion, some versions say. His heart went out to her. Jesus was full of compassion. Do, do you know that? I hope you know that. He, I said was, is full of compassion. He's a wonderful saviour. And Dr Luke picks this up because he cares about people who are broken. Um, Luke's the only one who tells us a story about the, the, the Good Samaritan uh, who was moved with compassion when he saw this 
this, this person who'd been beaten up. He's the only one who tells us the, the story of the prodigal son. When he turned to his father, his father was moved with compassion. His heart was moved and he went out to, towards him. And, um, and the other time he used the, uh, the word compassion, uh, when uh, Jesus healed a crippled woman on the Sabbath. You can read it in Luke 13. And all the religious people were indignant. Oh, he healed someone on the Sabbath. And Luke makes the point because he was full of compassion. He cared about people. Blow the religious people with their, their, their qualms. Jesus cared about people. He had a compassion for them. And um, uh, he, he records the words in Acts 10 in Cornelius' house, Peter preaching in Cornelius' house. He says that he preaches these words. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism, John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by God. Isn't that beautiful? He, so he wants you and I to know, Luke wants you and I to know that Jesus is a wonderful saviour. He cares about hurting people. He cares about broken lives. He cares about you. <laughs> and the second thing that, Theo, that, that, Paul, that, that Luke wanted Theo to know is that Jesus is still very much alive. He's alive. He's alive. The gospel, Luke's gospel, is about what Jesus began to do. Acts is about what he continued to do and what he continues to do today because he is alive. Did you spot that earlier on? It says here, um, it says in verse 3, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and he gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days again and again and gave them convincing proofs that he was alive. So Luke wants Theo, his friend Theo, to know this Jesus, he's still alive and he can still do these things. He can still do it for you. He can heal you. He can mend your broken life. He can set you free from addictions, from fears, he, because he's alive. He can still do these things. Is that good news? Oh, yeah. yes, a cheer. Yes, Lord Jesus, you're alive. And this is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And folks, it, 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 it should make a difference to the way that we speak about, about our faith as Christians. We can, we can say to our friends and our neighbours, and he can do this for you. Can I pray for you? Because Jesus is a wonderful saviour. And he's still as compassionate as he ever was. And he's still as powerful as he ever was. And he wants to touch your life. He wants to minister to you. The first miracle that Acts, that Luke records in Acts just after the day of Pentecost. It's Peter and John going up to the temple and they see the beggar. Was it a beggar or a blind man? I can't remember. A beggar, wasn't it? I can't remember. Was he lame? I can't Walking and leaping and praising God. He was, he was lame. 
And, and I'm, I'm so impressed there that these people, that they're going up to the temple. They, they, were doing, they, they, were, they had an objective in view, but they still had time to see this dear man on the ground over here who needed help. I'm, 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 I'm challenged by that. Are you? Do you ever find yourself walking past someone, in, perhaps in the city, and you, 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 come on, is it just me? Do you, ever, do, you ever find, do you ever feel that God give me more compassion? I, I, was, I was walking the city just before Christmas, and there's, there's, um, I'd just been, you know, back dashing around doing a bit of shopping, and I was walking about, and, and there was a guy selling the big, big issue, and I, I kind of quickly factored, oh, probably, probably a refugee, and I, and I hadn't got any cash on me, just kept walking, and then you saw 20 yards past, and you think, Blow, I should have done something. What, what, what's wrong with me? What, why, why didn't I stop? What's, why, why, did I, why did I do something? And, and so actually I went back and just to just sort of, I thought, just to try and have a little bit of a chat. And um, I'm just saying this because I want to be better at this sort of thing because I'm so impressed. This, that's what I see in here, the compassion of Jesus coming through his people. And the only thing I had in my bag was... Stuff from Hotel Chocolate. So I had to give him some stuff from Hotel Chocolate. I probably didn't want what he needed, but that's all I had. And, and I'm thinking, Lord, would you give us your compassion for people that we wouldn't just walk past, that we'd have compassion for our neighbours? And I, Lord Jesus, that's, that's how you feel. You, you are full of compassion and you want that to come through us. You want us to be your hands, your feet, your voice, reaching out to lost people. God, give us... Do you need more compassion in your life? Do you? Lord, would you... Look, please, we're asking this morning, I, I want more compassion in my heart and life for, for lost, broken people. And I pray for my dear friends here, all of us, Lord, would you come, Holy Spirit, and give us the compassion of the risen Lord Jesus as we go into this new week, whatever, wherever we go, may we go with the compassion of Jesus. Please, Lord. If the band would come up, I'm going to come into land. I can't remember what the points were. What was my next point? Can you click it up? Then I can see what it was. Yes, Jesus continues to act to save, restore, and heal through his church. What's the next one? Click, click, click. Is that all I had? Oh, blow. Oh, there we go. Folks, witness is a key word in the book of Acts. It comes up about 29 times. You will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. Here, Jerusalem, Samaria, ends of the earth, wherever it is you are, you will be my witnesses. It's a key word here. Folks, this is what the Christian life's meant to be. <laughs> this, is, this is what the Christian life is meant to be. And next week, Marcus is going to be speaking about this wonderful outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I'm hoping we're going to say, can we, can we do that? You were singing a song when I came in. Um, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Is that okay? Can we do that? Yeah, that would be great. And <laughs> I'm not looking. <laughs> I, think, I think I've got the affirmative there. Um, folks, this is, because, folks, we want to be the church, don't we? We want to be the church of Jesus. We, we don't just want to be a, a happy, clappy place. We want to be the church of Jesus. Jesus is alive and he cares about broken people. He cares about your neighbour, people across the road, people you work with, people you meet at the school gate, people who are unwell, people who are sad, people who have got broken lives. He cares about them. He does. 
and he wants to come and work powerfully into their lives. There's a good that you can do. There is. There's a good that you can do, you and I can do in the name of Jesus because Jesus is alive. And I'm just going to invite us as we, now, if, if you want the Holy Spirit to come upon you and begin to begin to change you, begin to fill you, begin to give you the compassion of Jesus for lost people. And I invite you just to stand with me. I'm, I'm going to pray for us. I, I want more of this. And I invite you, if you want more of this in your life, then just, just Lord, you see us. Here we are. Lord, we, 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 we're hungry. We're, we, we want to be your church, Lord Jesus. We want to be your people. We want to know your compassion, Lord Jesus, because you're a wonderful saviour and you're alive. And there's lots in this city that you yet want to bring to yourself. Jenny kept lead us with that lovely song.